Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a DogCast Studio podcast. Catch the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday, DogCast every Friday, and ScareCast every Monday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, and we are now on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook and Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report. It's your main guy. It's me, the people's host, Leland, with you tonight. I'm bringing on a little a little sound from the past that we haven't heard for a while. That sultry voice, that's right. Chad, my brother, the guy. What's up? What's going on, man? Hey, it's been a long-ass time since I've been hitting the mic. I haven't done any scarecast, dogcast, Turnbuckle Report. It's, it's, I'm, I'm a little rusty, though, I feel like. Been a, it's been a hot minute. Well, you're itching to get on the mic, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been wanting to talk wrestling. Like, I'm not I'm not here to talk paranormal. Like, paranormal, whatever. I'm here to discuss wrestling tonight. It is wrestling time. I know you're sitting around the dinner table and you're talking to your kids and hey, kids, how was school today? And then all of a sudden, the conversation starts to turn into wrestling. That's how much you're itching to get on the mic. Yeah, you know it's funny because you know who we were talking about at the dinner table tonight while we were all sitting around eating a pizza. We were talking Ooh, about Big Otis himself tonight. Ooh, really? Yeah, Otis was the discussion topic because my daughter, my little daughter, who's, you know, going on eight, her birthday's this month, she was like, who's Otis? I was like, I had to explain. I was like, that's Mr. Money in the Bank, babe. That's right. Let me tell you a little something about Otis. I love Otis. Man, I don't man. Like Otis him. is, Otis, I just, everything about that guy just makes me smile. He brings so much positivity to my television screen. Yeah. I just can't, I, I just want more. That's really what it is. I can't. You can't get enough Otis. You really can't. It's it's the, it's everything about him. It's it's his. It's, he's just in, oozes char, uh, charisma. That's what I'm trying to say. Apparently, sure I'm does. sipping on a little bit too much. What are you drinking on tonight, brother? I, I'm keeping it to water. I had a little bit of a migraine tonight, so I'm trying to stay away from the alcohol. Uh, but normally, I'd probably be hitting up like a a blue moon or blue moonlight sky. But tonight, H2O only. H2O. Okay, well, water, you know, water's good for you. When you get a migraine, um, I hear alcohol isn't the best. I don't believe any of that. I like the libations. <laughs> that, that blank stare you had for a moment, you're like, who, what doctor have you been talking to, friend? Because yeah, I've been drinking alcohol for every migraine I've ever had. That's right. Well, you know what? I'm going to go off script a little bit tonight because, you know, this weekend was a fun weekend. We had some good wrestling. We had... Uh, we had Friday night taking us in. Good SmackDown, good solid SmackDown. But man, solid. I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped that football's back. I, I know that we've got like, yeah, I know the Dog Father isn't on the show tonight. But uh, for those that don't know, he is a Jaguars fan because that's what you do in Oregon, right? When you have no team, you just, you just pick one, and uh, he likes their, their uniforms apparently. So we got a Jags fan. Decent week for them. Uh, I know you're, you're supporting that blue and orange Broncos fan. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're getting ready to come on, actually. As we're recording right now, the game is getting ready to come on. So we don't even know how they look this year. We haven't seen the first snap. Uh, my Cowboys looked okay. I'm excited to see more. How are you feeling about football being back? It, it makes me feel a little bit normality with the uh, COVID shit going on. Yeah, yeah. 
Because COVID is so depressing. But, you know, when you get a little bit of football on there, you get some more. It feels normal. But, I mean, yeah. it sucks. You still look in the stands. You still don't see people sitting there watching. You know, it's 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 a shame not everybody can have a Thunderdome like WWE. But Sure, yeah. It, it just it still feels good to at least see football on TV. You know, at least while the camera's not panning around the, the you know, the, the stadium, at least I can see football. So it, it feels good to see. I, I will say, you know, out of all the sports to include wrestling, I think football is the easiest to watch without fans because as, as you watch it on TV, they're piping in the noise, right? Mm-hmm. But you typically, as long as they stay away from the big pan out views of the stadium, you really don't even know. You almost forget that there isn't fans there. Now, I'm sure it's a completely different feeling for the players, but I'm just, I'm just talking about just watching the games. It really didn't feel any different to me. Week one, will, week one will be okay. As you get into more important games, you get closer to, like, teams really finding a playoff spot and you don't have those fan, the fan out there, like, hooting and hollering. Like, yeah. Then then you're really going to feel the effects of COVID. I think weeks one through five, it's not going to be so bad. Once you get into November, though, you know, especially during Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, man, that's gonna be tough. Hopefully by then they're allowing more people in. Yeah, because just think about this, and I don't want—I don't want to divert too much, but I'm—I'm I'm enjoying this. What is Seattle gonna be without the twelfth man? Right. You know what's KC Broncos. gonna look like without their crowd? Yeah, Broncos. Denver. Are Denver that, relies that on that crowd. Crush. They're not a high crowd. Yeah, they're not gonna have that orange crush. You know, we saw Pittsburgh. They don't have the the terrible towels flying everywhere. So, nope. you know, fans definitely play a part of it. I just wonder. You know what? The, how that's gonna? You're right. Like, like as the season goes on, how is that gonna? How's it gonna affect the game? Hopefully, they let people in. The Packers were running up the score in Minnesota against the mm-hmm. Vikings. Like, that doesn't happen, and it only happened because there was no crowd. And because Aaron Rodgers is on his MVP season. Uh, he's 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 a freak. He's got that rook on his back, you know, hopping, yeah. ready to get behind the center and start taking snaps. So he knows he's like, shit. If I one bad pass, one bad throw, one yeah. bad game, that dude is taking my position. He plays good under that pressure. He looked he looked good, man. He looked this it might looked be like, it looked like before. old. Yeah, he, he looked like Rogers of old for sure. So Speaking of when, old, yeah, I don't want to get away from football if you don't, but. I have to bring this up, man. Yeah. Did you see that Rusev Day was now Miro Day on AEW? It is. Rusev Day has entered. He told the WWE to take the brass ring, shove it up their ass. He's in AEW now. Did you listen? Did you listen to his uh, interview on Busted Open? I didn't. But the reason I brought him up, though, was damn what kind of pop would he have gotten in a full stadium crowd? With, oh, for sure. Rusev showing up. I, I don't care what you call him. Miro. It's like Dean Ambrose versus Moxley. It doesn't matter. You you see the face. It comes out. The crowd yeah. is popping. Yeah. No, that was awesome. It's like with Matt Hardy when he came out, the height of COVID, and there was no mm-hmm. crowd. At least there's that, some crowd there. Yeah, that was awkward. But I hate that. I hate when your favorite guy comes out and there's no crowd. And and, and all of that momentum is just crushed. Because see, and you just well, hit the nail crushed. on the head. I, maybe I'm being exaggerated. I don't know. Just a little bit, because I think that he got a good pop, and I think the reaction's been very positive for him to be there. Um, but you and you and the Dogfather, you guys brought up months ago that uh, you really wanted Rusev. When we were talking about all these WWE releases, that was the one you really wanted to see. I was an FTR guy. Now we both got what we wanted. FTR is over in AEW. Now we have Miro. Um, I, I will say, though, and I know you have thoughts on this, so I'm, I'm going to throw mine out there and then I'm going to let you run with it. 
I love that AEW isn't throwing him right into a some kind of title contention right away. I think that's something they went wrong with with Brody Lee. Um, but the fact that they're 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 pairing him up, um, who is it he, he came out with? Oh my god, I'm going completely blank here. Who did he come out with? Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian. That's right. The fact that he you know he's coming out and it's a it, it, Kip Sabian's an established uh, AEW guy. He's in that rank. They're not just buddying up all these WWE people together. Because um, that honestly, that's where WCW went all wrong. Looking back at it now, I can see that that was the problem. Back then, I, I was a kid watching wrestling and loving everything about it, loving Hulkamania and all that. Uh, but I can see how that, that created so many issues. Do you think they have him on the right spot in the card right now? Yeah, I think so. I think it's good for him to work his way up the card rather than just being at the top right away. I mean, that's a hell of a talent to have on your roster now. And, and, and AEW is getting stacked. The only thing that I'm disappointed with AEW is they're not doing that for their women's division. Like, more and more men are coming in on, on, on that roster mm-hmm. just stacking the hell out of that card. Like, AEW gets more and more exciting every week, and I just get excited for the for men's sure. matches. We're in, we're in, like, WWE, I, get, I was getting excited for the women's matches. Why can't we do. have... Yeah a very even card in AEW or WWE for that matter because I feel like WWE's men's card is getting weak. The more they keep releasing, the weaker yeah. that card becomes. Well, okay. Back up for a second here. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to answer your question. First of all, there are no big female names from from WWE that, that we look at as that, that pentacle that are even close to the end of their contract to, to even discuss a move like that. And second of all, it took WWE 30 years to create the women's division they have now. What AEW has is traditional wrestling. That's traditionally what we've seen is where the women's division is is a little weaker. And it's it's kind of tough for me to say that because I think they're getting a lot stronger, especially with Thunder Rosa. I think Thunder Rosa gives them so much credibility in that division. I mean, she I feel like in All Out, the Thunder Rosa and Sheeta match stole the card. As I go back and watch it, now I got I got caught up in the glitz and the glam. I got caught up in the MJF. That was a great match. Still love it. But when you look at um, not not storylines, when you look at wrestling, that match stole the night for me. I got to rewatch that match too, by the way, with MJF and Mox because I had to watch that on my mobile phone. Uh, I was working mm-hmm. that that day and I didn't get to see it on a big screen. I feel like it'd probably be much better to see that on a bigger screen. But anyways. Um, I have to agree with the Sheeta match and Thunder Rosa. We, we loved yeah. Thunder Rosa when she was with NWA. Yeah, that was our girl. Thunder Rosa. She is one of the first wrestlers to become a Turnbuckle fan. That's true. And on top of, we gave her much, much love when we were all about right. NWA back when we very first started this podcast. You know, back back last year in October when we first started, <laughs> that was yeah. you. You were the one that gave her the shout. Yeah. You were Absolutely. like this, this. This girl's going places. You were the first one to actually say that right here. You heard it. You heard it here first. That's so right. People, we need our fans to come back because you got to realize we say a lot of good things. Uh, we've been promoting. We've had WWE steal our shit. That's right. They've stole our. They stole our ideas. We've been pushing talent that that we we haven't been wrong about our predictions. We're we're spot on fucking podcast, my friend. Well, and to pick up on them predictions you keep talking about, now we have Adam Page and Kenny Omega completely split up. Hangman's uh, boy. This is so this is so interesting to me. So uh, I don't know what he calls his promo that he had on Wednesday. Uh, Adam Hangman Page, that is. 
But I, I put in my notes here, I entitled that promo, Full of Poison. Because that, that's the one line he said in that promo that really stood out to me. What did he try to do there? I think now we have clear lines. Kenny Omega is the cleaner now. He's coming back as as the heel. He wants to be a heel in, in the singles division. And we see Adam Hangman Page almost apologetically have this promo saying, well, you know, I just felt like I was, maybe I was full of poison. And, you know, just kind of like apologetically saying, I'm, I'm sorry for being a bad guy. Please accept me now as a good guy. That, that's how I felt about it. You may have taken it a completely different way, uh, but I think he's full babyface now, and, and the sky's the limit for him. I feel like this is a redemption. This is this is when when they did that promo where you saw Hangman Page in front of the mirror, and it was broken. Mm-hmm. That that was a clear indication that he is all about redeeming himself now. That's right. I, you know, I don't know if he's ever going to team up with FTR and they're going to do like a four horsemen thing. I, I really don't know. At this point, I don't care. I just want to see Hangman Page as a singles wrestler mm-hmm. redeeming himself. And I want to see the cleaner heel Kenny Omega. We had this discussion months ago, and you said, I don't know if I really want to see that because I really yeah. like him as a yeah. face. But this whole this whole tag team run makes me feel like we need a different type of Kenny Omega now. Whether he's yeah. doing like Roman Reigns in WWE where he's this, this character heel where he's kind of riding the line, the gray line, if you will, of being face or heel. You just don't know. Maybe that's the kind of Omega we're going to get, but we already get that from Moxley. Well, when you had mentioned the cleaner idea to me, I went back and watched some New Japan stuff. I watched some of his stuff in Japan Solid. as the cleaner, and man, did he sell it. I, I thought it was really, really well done. Um, it's not the Seth that- Rollins version, because Seth Rollins' version of the cleaner is such... It feels so forced. Seth Rollins is trying to be like that, this Monday Night Messiah bullshit. Yeah, uh, it, it, he he. I feel like he's trying to be too much like Kenny Omega as the cleaner from uh, New Japan. Kenny's Kenny's cleaner. You, you, <laughs> you can't you can't <laughs> top it, man. You just can't. Well, no, because it's it's believable, Chad. Like you believe that character. You believe that that is that is in his his aura. That's in his psyche. He's just right. turning up the volume a little bit. Where Seth Rollins, that's a character that he's playing on TV. And oh, unfortunately, yeah. that's that's kind of how Seth Rollins is. I mean, every character that he's he's debuted, every uh, personality he's debuted in, in WWE or maybe has been given, it's a character he's playing. I, he's never been been believable me, to me. Even going back to the Shield, never been believable. Maybe that's why I can't buy into him now. This Monday Night Messiah thing is is horseshit. Uh, I never ever liked it when wrestling starts mixing in religion in any capacity. I don't. I just don't think you need that. Um, but even with this case, and, and they haven't really got too big. They haven't, you know, offended my, you know, my sensitivities. I'm not saying that. It's just not believable to me, and it comes off hokey. It comes off stupid. Well, and, and I felt like that was when they didn't know what to do with Seth, and at this point, AEW just to come out right. So Seth Rollins loses the Universal title. It goes to SmackDown. He stays on Raw. Um, The fans are turning on him. They're booing him. So at this rate, you know, I'm sure Creative had no choice but to make him go heel. You know, go in the direction the fans are pushing him, right? But when I saw the Monday Night Messiah come out, and at this time, I was, I hate to admit this, AEW is where I discovered Kenny Omega. Same here. Same here. I never really watched New Japan. Or Hall of Fame, yeah. or, or Ring of Ring of Honor, but I I started watching him in AEW and I fell in love with him. 
So I started watching all this old New Japan wrestling at that around that time, and then I seen Seth Rollins come out as the Monday Night Messiah. I was like, wait, this this looks familiar. So mm-hmm. I go back yeah. and I'm watching Kenny Omega's Cleaner from New Japan. I'm like, holy shit! A- WWE is competing with AEW right now. They're trying to basically get ahead of that character. And yeah. Kenny's had to play this face. I don't know if that's how it's actually going down. It just feels like Kenny stayed that face role, stayed that type of Kenny Omega with the elite because yeah. WWE was doing that with Seth Rollins. So not to make it look too copycatty. I mean, honestly, I feel like, and I could be wrong, that Creative stole the cleaner, vamped it up as a religious thing, and then made Seth Rollins as this type of heel, thinking this is how we get him back over. We'll make him into a cleaner type character. This is how we push him to get over again. It's never worked for Seth. Yeah. Never. No, it doesn't It doesn't work for me. And, and you know what's really unfortunate about all that is Seth Rollins could be one of the best pound-for-pound wrestlers in wrestling right now. He he's, never, he's amazing in the he, ring. He doesn't have a bad match. I mean, he he really doesn't. He, he Look what he, he did for Mysterio's be. kid. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. From bell to bell... There, there, nobody really touches him. Maybe, maybe you know, like a Kenny Omega, you know, like we're talking about. But he's at that level where he he's flawless. It's the the charismatic side of wrestling. It's the carnival side of wrestling that I just don't feel like he's ever been able to grab onto. You know, like before we started the show, we were talking about our boy Balaam Links from Rocky right. Mountain, mm-hmm. and we were talking about how he can be limited in the ring depending on who he's going against. But if you put him in the ring with somebody that matches his talent. Balaam puts on a show every single time. Every time. Imagine Seth Rollins with Kenny Omega matching talent for talent, pound for pound, wrestle for wrestle. That would be the most amazing clinical match you probably have ever seen. Mm -hmm. So that's Seth Rollins in a nutshell. But Kenny Omega, you've said this, you could put that man in the ring with a broomstick and he's going to put the broom over. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, definitely shout out to Balaam Lynx. You know, he's he's with you just signed with uh, Rocky Mountain Championship Wrestling. Uh, he's been with C, uh, CSW. He's been with RCW uh, all over the indie scene here in Colorado, especially. He's expanded out. If you don't know who he is, Balaam Links. Go check him out on YouTube. A lot of stuff there. Uh, big shout out. I want to get into a little bit of Lance Archer because he is now our number one contender at AEW uh, for the heavyweight title. I'm excited to see you know that match between him and Moxley. Um, I think it's I think it's going to be a good match. I think the big guy is is going to be where we want to be. Um, but man, he can't talk. It's a good thing he's got Jake Roberts, right? That's probably why he does. Oh, it's absolutely why he does. I mean, and even Jake's got such a horrible, a horrible voice anymore. Like you can barely understand what the hell he's saying. He's going to get in that ring and he's going to whoop your ass. <laughs> it's so <laughs> raspy. Like what the hell happened to you, brother? But anyway, I still love Jake this name. Um, but yeah, when he when he started talking, he started cutting his. He, he went on his own little island there, cutting his own promo. I'm like, ooh, ooh, okay, okay, cut the mic. Let's put let's, put <laughs> let's Jake, turn off. Let's the put microphone. Jake back on. Let's, I almost wanted Jake just to turn and look at him. And go, it's all right. Just calm down a little bit. Because apparently he's Batman in my mind. I don't yeah, know. exactly. Where is she? <laughs> Where are the drugs going? <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, we are going to see we are going to see Lance Ar- Lance Archer against Moxley, and uh, I hope they have. Doesn't he feel weak? Hard. No, not at all. Going mean. into this I, match, or do you think Lance Archer still feels like the Murder Hawk to you? He still feels like the Murder Hawk. He, um, you know, th- that's a good. Th- that's really cool that you bring that up because as I'm watching it on on uh, Wednesday, 
he has this huge religious tattoo on his back of, you know, the three crosses, the, the picture of Calvary, uh, which is awesome. That's great. But how can you be the murder hawk with that big of a, you know, religiously symbolic tattoo? They almost need to put him in like a, a one letter or something, right? They almost yeah, need probably. to cover that thing up because I think it kind of cuts into his believability as being the murder hawk. But anyway, that's that. I digress. A lot of people are saying that online, the social buzz around him is that Cody has made him weak. Cody beating him for the TNT championship has completely ruined now, his credibility. I don't, as being I, I don't a, buy into a that. Super I, heel. I don't buy into that. And the same people that are bringing that up are the same are the people saying that you can't lose a match. It always makes you look weak. No, I go back to Arn Anderson. I don't think Arn Anderson ever won a match, and he hasn't looked weak to me ever as a child when I was watching him with the Four Horsemen or now. I don't. He's never looked weak to me. Um, Putting, putting your opponent over, doesn't that's not weak. Him cutting his chops isn't weak. Um, okay, so for that matter, is Cody Rhodes weak because he lost to MJF and never got a shot at the, the title? Nobody's saying that. No, it, it's, 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 I mean, it's completely ridiculous. Cody Rhodes is over more than anybody else. I mean, look, he has his own TNT talent show now, Chad. <laughs> I was waiting. I wasn't yep. sure if you were going to want to talk about... Um, our boy from WWE, the one that we are still over, Keith Lee. I wasn't sure if you're going to bring him up tonight or we're going to get right into the uh, the outro with Cody's new show. Which way do you want to go with it? You know, you want Keith to talk Lee, a little Keith Lee or you want to go yeah, right into it? let's go Keith Lee. He deserves it. He's on fire. What's right. on your mind? I'm just excited for him. Like, he, he comes right off of NXT, right on to uh, right Raw, right into a title match. I, I think that's amazing. Like, they're giving him, what, what do you call this, a super push? Like, a, mm-hmm. a, a quadruple... I don't even know what you call this. This is the no, most no, ridiculous no. push that any wrestler that's, can possibly get. No, that's that's where you're confused, Chad. This is called a push. He's not being crammed down push? our throats. He's not being crammed down our throats because we enjoy seeing this. It's not a Roman Reigns. They're not Roman Reignsing us here. Even though now that Roman Reigns and I don't want to, I don't want to get on this tangent. Roman Reigns is heel. It's working for me. We'll save it for next week. They are I not just, cramming Keith Lee down our throat. I just, I, I am just so excited for this man, the, the Keith Lee. I love everything he does in the ring. You know, you see a big guy get in the ring like Otis. Yeah. He's, Otis carries it, carries himself in the ring with his charisma. The man is very limited to what he can do in the ring. Couple scoop slams, couple, you know, maybe a couple little arm bar here or there. Not arm yeah, bars, sure. but, you know, some lariats here and there. But Keith Lee can move in that ring and he's huge. And like anybody that can move like that in the ring and is that big yeah. needs to watch the hell out. Like that is, that is, that is any talent promoters licking their chops at this guy. And you I know, sure as hell hope that Keith Lee does beat McIntyre. And I like Drew McIntyre too, but I would love to see Keith Lee with the belt at the end of Clash of Champions. Okay. I don't want Keith Lee to go over and win the title um, for McIntyre. I want to see a solid match that he just, that McIntyre ekes his way by as the babyface is supposed to. We already to. know what's just, happening. Orton's yep. going to interfere. It's going to ring the bell. I mean, yeah, it's, I want it's, it's I want to see him eat by. I want to see Drew McIntyre retain that title, and I would like to see Keith Lee go after either United States Championship or the Intercontinental Championship because he is a worker, and I think that's a good step for him. We already know what's going on here. The reason that Randy Orton's in the middle of all this is to cause yep. the DQ. It, sure. it allows both wrestlers to keep their credibility between McIntyre and Lee. I am just simply saying I would love to see Keith Lee with the belt. Just, just that's the fanboy in me, right? 
Mm -hmm. That's like saying you always want to see Goku win every every time in Dragon Ball, even though sometimes he got his ass whooped and he had to go train to become better. But you literally want to see Goku win every match. Same shit here. I want to see... And, and the reason I bring up Goku is because Keith Lee's finisher is called the Spirit Bomb, and that was Goku's. Keith Lee is the man. I just want to see him with the belt. I, I, I agree with you. Don't put it on too soon, because sometimes you give him that early push, fans will turn on you. Yeah, you gotta have you gotta have some balance. I can agree to that, but I you know I just wanted well, to give Keith Lee a, a well, quick shot because you know, I love. Here's him. the thing: I think that's a big reason why a lot of people listen to the Turnbuckle Report is because we we do kind of dissect things and then we do you know fanboy out. And Keith Lee, I don't want to see him get the belt because I don't want to see an early push. I don't want to see the title reign with Drew Drew McIntyre end yet. I think he's a good champion, and I think he is what Raw needs right now uh, to, to sustain them. To be for their credibility, so I wouldn't. I don't really want to see Keith Lee take that title. I'd like, like I said, I'd like to see him go after one of the workers' titles and uh, end up in there. As far as all the Dragon Ball Z stuff, you completely lost me, but it sounded good. <laughs> yeah, He's, he does a spirit bomb. That's his finisher. It's from Dragon Ball. But man, there's so much stuff in my head too because I don't mean to derail us. I know that we we try to keep our show formatted around that 20, 30 minute. Like even even seeing. Um, and I'm going to bring this up, and then we don't have to ride with it. I just want to bring this up. Alexa Bliss doing the Sister Abigail. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? We kind of knew that was coming. Yeah. Um, she had dreadlocks, pink dreadlocks in her. Come on. Yeah. She, she's on, cool she's on Team it. Wyatt. I'm cool with it, but I want to see it 100%. I don't want to see her come out as Alexa Bliss anymore. I don't want to see her separate Sister Abigail. I feel like she's transitioning, right? She's kind of like Bray Wyatt where she's Alexa Bliss, and then she'll be Sister Abigail or Sister Bliss or whatever they're calling her. Just to put it out there, folks, we are not suggesting that Alexa Bliss is transitioning into anything other than a new character. <laughs> not that kind of show. <laughs> All right, so Cody, he's coming out with his new show. Go Man, Big Show. Yeah. It looks uh, like America's, America's Got Talent. What the fuck? I want to see Cody in the ring wrestling. I don't know. What's your opinions on this? This is America's Got Talent mixed with a drive-in movie theater. I really don't know where it's going to go. I'm going to watch it. I understand why they're doing it. Cody Rhodes was the first TNT champion. So he was the flagship. And AEW is pulling in better ratings than any show on TNT right now. Good for them. Uh, that's what they should be doing, quite frankly. So why not? You've got you've to have that flagship. You've got to have that face. Uh, it's just like Stone Cold getting, uh, getting his own show on USA Network. Um, all the, the entertainment network, getting all the, the divas shows and all that stuff that that's right, all right. this is it's cross branding. I don't mind it because I want to see, uh, the wrestling get bigger. Um, and I want it to be mainstream again, like it was back in the late nineties and the attitude era and all that stuff. And this is how you do that. Um, but am I going to be a big fan of the show? Probably not. And that's only be, I'll give it a shot, but it's, it's just because I don't watch shows like that. I don't really care for the America's got talent or. You know, I watched The Masked Singer a little bit, but it, I don't, I don't, I don't set my DVR to that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm a nut. I watch sports and I watch wrestling. That's it. The, and it was just nice to see that Burt Kreischer was wearing a shirt. Other than that, <laughs> I, I mean, Cody Rhodes, Snoop Dogg, like, I think even Doctor Disrespect has even got Snoop Dogg on his YouTube channel doing something just to promote this. Like, this is, this is, it's getting a little bit of a push. I'm not feeling it, man. I don't know if I'm going to yeah. watch it. I, I've never watched America's Got Talent. I have, I, I haven't watched American Idol since 2009. Like, they gave up on this shit a long time ago. You know, it's yeah. always the it same thing. It doesn't intrigue me anymore. Yeah. 
It's kind of like well, the Survivor thing. I was really into Survivor for a long time, but I, I just just totally lost interest in it. What was that one on NBC that this is what this feels like, except it's not singers. Uh, it's where they turn their chair around and then they reveal who the singer is. The Voice. The Voice, yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched yeah. an episode of The Voice and that's it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. I, I don't I don't really pay much attention to these kind of shows. Uh, when I saw Go Big Show, I was like, is this a shout out to the big show from WWE? What, what, what is this shit? Like, what, what is this? And it's got Cody in it? Like, I was confused. But whatever good for Cody, I'm glad to see he's getting getting all this work. He's getting his face out there. He's getting a push. Yeah. It's only bringing more to the show that he's currently got with uh, Dynamite. For sure. Um, all this means is it's going to bring more eyes to AEW. And right. that's ultimately what I want. I, I want more eyes on wrestling. And I know that I'm biased. I know people listening to this show, they know I'm, a, I'm an AEW mark. That's fine. I, I, I'm proud of that. Uh, but I want more eyes on wrestling. At least he's I not creating his own football league. Well, you know, I think it's going to work out better now with The Rock. Another show, another time. Chad, it was good to have you back on the horn. My man felt organic. Felt fun. Where else it's going? Was flowing. Whether you're here, whether you're babyface, you do you, baby. This has been a Dogcast production.